0: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey, everyone. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out... One hour of five yard rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, Rush Nation, I'm back. It's time for some bonus material here on the YouTube channel, and this might also go out in podcast form. Given how important it is the next couple of weeks, I want to give you some exclusive content that's going to help you get into your playoffs effectively. So if you're sitting there on Four wins, five wins, six wins, seven wins. In particular, this this is going to pay a lot of uh, attention and resonance to you. There's a lot of things that you can still do that will influence the outcome of the season. And the last thing you want to do is give up on fantasy playoffs by not doing everything in your power. So I've put together a list of the top 10 things that you can do and you have control over that will help you make your playoffs um this isn't obviously guaranteed it obviously depends on your schedule depends on a lot of things but this is the way that if you're going to go down you're going to go down swinging and if you're not going to go down this could be the difference between you making the playoffs or not whether it's points difference whether it's uh, on record merit whatever it might be so i find this is a, a really important exercise and these are the sorts of things that i've been doing over the last few years I've shared some of these in the past on previous uh, podcasts, um, but I've decided to collate them all together and give you a definitive top 10 list of things, that will, steps that will help you make your playoffs. So the top 10 steps and things that will help you make your playoffs. And it's something you can refer to. It'll be on you, our YouTube channel, things you can refer to every year to, to really help. So I'm going to start with number one, and it's looking at your remaining matchups. Uh, and your remaining schedule for how you get into your playoffs so don't worry about the other teams and the teams around you and what their schedule is let that kind of take care of itself you can't control that but look at the teams you're facing whether that's uh one remaining fixture two remaining fixtures three remaining fixtures have a look at who you've got have a look at their team look at what strengths they have who are the best players on their team what are their weaknesses what are the areas that you can really gain an advantage over um, what do they have players uh, of Carolina and Tampa Bay that are on by? So do they have a Godwin, a Gronk, uh, a Brady, um, a DJ Moore, a Mike Davis, a Christian McCaffrey? Do they have these players? Um, and Are they going to be on by? Are they carrying injuries? Are they struggling to set a lineup every week and they started really well and have faded off or are struggling at the bottom of the table? Or are you facing a team that's really on form right now? But you can have a look at that, and there's so many ways that this is really important because ultimately, what you need to do is you need to find ways that you can gain that advantage, and most of that's through the waiver wire. So, if you know that they've got the Tampa Bay defense in week 13 and that's when you're playing them, start picking up some defenses that are going to have an impact. Um, so if you look at the best potential waiver wire options for week 13 defenses and they haven't got there yet, um but have a look at the, the schedules and have a look and see, is there someone out there that you can use that is going to help you or is going to help them beat you? So that's something that you really need to consider. Um, so, for example, some plum um, match-ups for that sort of week, uh, well, remaining games between now and the end of the season. Um, the best matchups are like Seattle, Dallas. But if I go specifically into... Uh, week thirteen, I'm just pulling it up now. You know, if you're looking at the week thirteen schedule, then you'll be wanting to target those that are playing the Jets, for example, those that are playing Washington. So, you know, the Steelers probably not going to be well owned. Uh, or are well owned, probably not going to be on your waiver wire. Looking at this now, I'm seeing Chargers versus the Patriots. The Chargers could be a defense that are worth owning. Broncos against the Chiefs is not one I'd want to touch bills at 49ers doubt the bills are overly owned but if they're out there raiders then the raiders D is the one i'd want to be getting here they're playing the jets so i'd be looking at picking up the raiders d if they've got a carolina which i doubt or the buccaneers defense you know uh, go get them to get, go get the raiders d stash that um go get the seahawks d they've got the giants potentially that could be a useful one the vikings against the jags if minchu isn't back that could be another potential Dolphins, Bengals—that's another one. Miami, you know, these are all really good matchups that you should be considering. So, I really like um, trying to find ways to block other players from succeeding. If they've got um, wide receivers that are on by, start taking additional wide receivers. Delete the, dilute the pool, um, dilute the pool even, and go ahead and just really make it tight. Really go ahead and do the best you can do by making it difficult for them to make waiver claims, try and do as much of it in advance. And then the week of putting a ton of waiver claims. Um, it's going to lead to a point I'm going to get to later on. Um, but really the whole thing you've got to do now is focus on the next two weeks. Don't focus too far ahead and focus on the playoffs because you might not get there. The same token. Don't worry about stashing a ton of players for a rainy day, because again, might also not happen. Um, so you need to think about, just what you can do, what you control over the next two weeks, So look at the areas where they might need to pick up players, or buys, injuries, and then try and exploit that as much as possible. Moving on to step two, it's managing your buys. So if you have week 13 buys, if you have Tampa, if you have Carolina players, get cover for them now. If it's, uh, for example, a kicker, release the kicker. Not They're not going to make a big difference. Cut them from your roster now. Go get a good kicker now. There's ty, you know, Tyler Bass is, is one that would be more than adequate replacement for both your kickers, uh, if you've got any of them. Just do it now, and then you don't have to worry about it. And that's one less waiver claim you have to waste when you really need to make a lot of additional ads. In fact, don't even wait to waivers. Wait till waivers clear this week. So do it on the, on Wednesday, Thursday. And go get Tyler Bass and just make a change now and just stay ahead of it. Um, DST, potentially the same. Um Probably don't want to play a Tampa D anyway this week because they've got the Chiefs and then they've also got a bye in week 13. So you could probably get rid of them um, or you can stash them and pick up another D um, to play them both. Either's fine. Whatever you feel more comfortable with. Uh, quarterback, probably the same. Probably want to be replacing Brady if the waiver wise Wires out there. Just keep him and bring in somebody else um, or let him go and use the extra spots to get into the playoffs. Again, don't worry about the playoffs until you're in it. Worry about getting there. And then once you're in it, then you can start to focus on it a bit more. Um, So yeah, manage your buys now. Get ahead of your buys and then don't go into week 13 thinking, oh God, I've got these players on buy. You should know that they're on buy. You should already have the replacements in. You should know pretty much who you're going to start. Trim your roster. This is step three. Trim your roster of dead weight. So get rid of players who don't need to be on your roster. So there's some really good examples of players that are just sitting around on rosters that people think they need to own on the fact that they're going to come good or they've been good and they're no longer good and you're hoping that the fortunes are going to turn around. Here's some names of players you can drop. Mark Ingram, uh, Jarvis Landry, Richard Higgins, Travis Fulgram. These are all players that sit in that realm of, oh, well, you know, they could go off. no, they're just, just cut them now. They're done. They're done. You don't need them. Players that you're just sort of holding on to in the hopes that they come good, cut them. Unless they're a a, a genuine handcuff, then they're about to see a massive uplift in volume. Get rid of them. I'd rather have boom or bust. Here's an example. I'd rather have Sammy Watkins right now than I would have Jarvis Landry because I know Watkins can go out there and get me a naught, but I also know he can get me 20. And that's the difference. His ceiling is up there. You want to be accruing players that have a high ceiling. Michael Pittman is out there, for example. He is a player you must own over any of the names I've mentioned because his ceiling is projecting upwards. It's going upwards and upwards every single week. So if you are carrying extra positional cover, so if you have a tight end like Dallas Goddard or um, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, uh, any of those guys, uh, with the exception of Gronk, because Gronk still is his buy, Cut the rest of your Titans on your roster. You're never starting them. You don't need them. Unless you get Jordan Reed and you think he's going to play a flex spot, that's fine. I get that play. Anything else, just cut them. Get rid of all the extra dead weight. Anyone that's not going to make your roster, anyone that's not going to make your starting lineup, cut. You need to bring in a lot of players this week. You want to free up as many roster spots as possible and go raid the wave of wire for people like Gus Edwards this week. Um, go get people like Michael Pittman. Go get Um, you know potentially Daniel Jones if you need a high ceiling quarterback because he has that in him um, over some of the things that you might be doing right now you know if you gave me a choice the rest of the season Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz I'm taking Daniel Jones I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Carson Wentz so if these are the situations you've got you've got Carson Wentz on your bench cut him (laughs) just cut him go get someone better who's got more upside um Because that's going to be important. That's what's going to get you through. Uh, Number four, look at your player's schedules. Who has a bad schedule going in? Who has a good schedule going in? And this is really important. It's something that not a lot of fantasy players do, but this is something that's really important. So I'm just going to go through for remaining games, and I'm going to tell you the top five and worst five at each position in terms of schedules. So from now until the end of the season, Tampa Bay have the easiest schedule for quarterback, even though they also have a buy-in there. The Rams and Jared Goff have number two. Daniel Jones, who I just mentioned, the third easiest schedule. Uh, Derek Carr has the fourth. Nick Mullins, although he is Nick Mullins, the fifth. New Orleans, sixth. Okay. Justin Herbert's in the top ten there as well. The five worst. Kyler Murray is the worst schedule. Deshaun Watson, second worst schedule. Aaron Rodgers, third worst schedule. Josh Allen the fourth worst schedule and then Teddy Bridgewater and Caroline the fifth worst schedule coming in for the rest of the season now obviously if you've got those those four I mentioned at the bottom you're a little panicked at the end of the day they're still all supreme talents um Deshaun Watson's probably the one that you have to be a little bit more worried about because of the supporting cast around him but the others all supreme talents they should be okay and that just means just be alert for it but I think with those worst schedules, I wouldn't be too worried given the level of talent, but it does mean that players like Daniel Jones, uh, you know, like David Carr, they have relevance, Jared Goff have relevance. These are the sorts of players that could, you know, really help you out uh, for the remainder of the season and then also going into the playoffs. Um, When I'm looking at running backs, David Montgomery has the easiest schedule remaining. So if you've got David Montgomery and you've been worried about him, you should be in, in good shape. Derek Henry is the second. The Indianapolis backfields, and that's Hines um, and Taylor. Um, they have the th- – Wilkins even. They all have an, an easier schedule. Detroit and Do- DeAndre Swift have the fourth easiest schedule. But if he is injured, then, you know, you've got to be picking out Peterson uh, or Kerryon Johnson because they have an easy schedule remaining. And the same with Jamal Williams. So uh, Green Bay because Aaron Jones is – and Green Bay have the 50s, easiest run schedule remaining on the on the, on the the season. If he goes down, Jamal Williams becomes an RB1. And he did that, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before, so that's something to be uh, well aware of. Arizona have the second worst schedule when it comes to running backs, fantasy running backs. So, you know, Drake and Edmonds, we had that debate on the show on Monday night. You know, at the end of the day, they've got a tough schedule. Buffalo, which means if you've got Devin Singletree on your roster, you can pretty much cut him um, because he's not going to be doing anything over the next few weeks. Pittsburgh and James Connor that will give you some food for thought. Ezekiel uh, Elliott and Dallas, they've got the 28th, so the fifth hardest uh, schedule. Of, yeah, fifth hardest schedule. And CEH and Lev Bell have the third hardest running schedule for reigning. A lot of that's influenced by Tampa next week. Um, but it might mean Lev Bell might be someone that you could be tempted with on the waivers. Probably best not to at this stage. Wide receiver. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard have the easiest schedule coming in for the remainder of the season. The Rams um, have the second easiest. Philadelphia have the third, but is there a wide receiver on that roster so you really want to own? Terry McLaurin and Washington have the fourth, but again, other than Terry McLaurin, there really a wide receiver on there you want to own and Baltimore uh, with the fifth and again is there a wide receiver on that was so you really want to own so the teams with the easiest schedules actually don't have great depth at the wide receiver position but it means that players like Stephen Sims might come into play between now and the end of the season Marcus Brown if you've been holding on to him his schedule now gets a lot easier uh, but it also means that maybe Miles Boykin might be relevant for the rest of the season or Willie Sneed for example so take a look at that josh reynolds who i think is one of the best kept secrets in in fantasy football he's definitely someone i'd be owning in a lot more leagues um same way as sterling shepherd darius layton you can feel comfortable playing them now for the rest of the season alternatively again arizona have the worst um schedule when it comes to wide receivers so again that's arrows down for drake um, for drink, for Kirk and for Fitzgerald and everybody else, then Hopkins. So something to consider. I think Hopkins overcomes that talent a little bit and, and Murray does as well, but it's something to keep an eye on, especially for the supporting cast. Pittsburgh, they've got the third, the second hardest schedule. So again, if you've got Claypool and Deontay Johnson, maybe diverse some of that a little bit. Seattle have the 30th. So again, if you've been relying on DK Metcalf and Tyler Bocket and Tyler Lockett, maybe get some additional help. Dallas, the 29th, so fourth-hardest schedule. Again, there's some players there to be considering um, getting some additional cover for. I think Michael Gallup is droppable as a result of that, um, so that's something you can um, you know, be aware of. And Denver in the fifth worst, and given that they're not really producing a high-volume offense with lots of points, I'd argue that almost anybody there, with the exception of Jerry Judy, you know, they're a fan of droppable as a result. Tight ends. Tampa have the third easiest schedule, which is good news for Gronk, but he has a bye. Um, New Orleans, Jared Cook. So you've been panicking about Jared Cook. His schedule is about to get easier, but it's all about who's actually going to be throwing him the ball. Um, Green Bay and Robert Tonyan. I mentioned Robert Tonyan on the Wave, wire podcast. He actually has the easiest tight end schedule remaining for the rest of the season. That's good news for him. Um, I mentioned fan he has the fifth easiest schedule coming in, so that should be a good place for him. Pittsburgh and Eric Ebon as well is another good spot. So if Eric Ebon is on your waiver wire list, go grab him. His schedule opens up nicely for, for tight ends. The Rams have the worst. So if you've got Everett and uh, Higbee and you be a bit wide, they are droppable effectively as of now. Um, Washington... And Logan Thomas has a, a difficult schedule. Cincinnati don't really have a viable t- uh, tight end anyway that's worth playing, nor do Buffalo. They have the 29th and 31st hardest schedules, each, and same with Arizona, they have the 28th. So Arizona's schedule is just telling you across the board in all the skilled positions is, is pretty bad. Um, and then I'm not going to delve too much into kickers and, and DSTs, but the Rams open up if, if Matt Gay's out there. He's someone that could be useful. Um, will Lutz probably isn't out there. Um, Joey Sly will be useful, but again, he's got a bye to contend with. Matt Prater and uh, Max uh, and um, Crosby have the also easiest schedules, whether it's a bit harder for Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Indianapolis, and the Jets. So that gives you a bit of a view uh, and something to think about so take some notes. Um, probably You'll probably need to play this through a couple of times to get all the notes from here. Um, but I'll also try and share the chart on Twitter if I can, um, just to help you out as much as possible. Going to number five, step number five, pick up a lot of handcuffs. Uh, whoever you can get at this stage, that's handcuffs for wide receivers and handcuffs for uh, tight ends. So uh, Russell Gage is someone who if Julio Jones is out, he becomes immediately a bit more impactive and useful. Um, I mentioned Tony Pollan, the Wave of Wire podcast. He should be uh, owned a lot more. Sumanji uh, P. Ryan is another one, potentially, uh, although the game scripts, I think, go against them. But that's another one to consider. Jamal Williams, as we've already talked about the schedule here in this podcast, is one that must be must-own. So go out and pick him up. That could be a real skill if something happens to Aaron Jones, as we know it has done in the past. So go pick up those, those handcuffs. They could really be the difference between you making the playoffs or not number six take lineup risks no good playing safe unless you're a favorite in a matchup so if you're training you're going to go up against a, a top two team in your fantasy league all out you know if, if you've got a start set decision between Chris Godwin or Darius Slayton I wouldn't blame you for going Darius Slayton given his schedule given what he's got going on ahead that could be a great example of a matchup that On paper, doesn't make a lot of sense, but actually could yield really positive earnings for you, given that Godwin has a lot of competition for targets, and Slayton doesn't. Um, So that's something, you know, in those examples, if you're trailing, take those risks. They'll pay off for you. And and if they don't, then they don't. But at least you can see when down swinging. You know, there's nothing worse than just going with a sure, steady approach going, I have to play Godwin because I invested the second round. Third, excuse me third round pick on him and therefore I have to start him no you don't if if the matchup is telling you that there is a potentially better matchup out there um, and this week it particularly could be you know you can make that argument that's not saying in my rankings I'm going to put Slayton over Godwin but the upside is there with Slayton Slayton could go and have a 30 40 point week he, he's done it before um, I can understand the logic of throwing the kitchen sink at it it's a pretty hard thing to do. But if you're desperate and this is do or die, do it. Same way if you're favorite in your matchup, and we'll get to a, another tip in a minute that will help with this. You know, then you, you obviously play the more conservative because you've just got to try and stay ahead. Um, but if you're trading, just go to Kitchen Sink. Go with the the, the boomer bus players, Sammy Watkins, and Darius Slaytons, for example. This leads me on to number seven. Use these is to do the maths and see the projected scores um where do you sit mix your lineups a a bit so what i mean by this is is look at the season total averages of those players um and points per game average not the total points because they might have missed games injuries etc so start looking at those mess with your lineups a little bit see what that kind of looks like just as an example um play with different numbers and then what you do is look at the players that you've got in your lineups um, and on your roster and see what their best game of the season was and then say well if i put the best team out with their best game their absolute ceiling if everything fell for them this season as it has what would that look like does that give me a path to victory and that should just start playing with those a little bit and it will help you visualize a little bit more about putting out a potential lineup that you could win and that's the difference so look at the players who have the highest ceiling and look to maybe get more of those players in your rosters if you need them. Uh, Number eight, play mind games, start uh, posting messages in your group chats in your league formats, you know, drop some memes, uh, putting out info that you want to scare your opponents with. That is true. You know, ultimately you could try a false one that gets found out pretty quickly in the world of social media. Um, But, you know, you could use things um, to your advantage. So if someone's got an injury this week, um, like let me repeat, Ryan, if someone has them in their roster, thinking about playing them, so it doesn't look like he's going to play this week, get him to move away from it. Obviously, you probably want a better example than that. so and sos carrying a, an injury designation, or oh, maybe they're not going to play this week. If it's someone like a Travis Kelsey who can make a game difference here, I'm not saying he does, by the way, it's just an example use that fuel the fire a little bit you really get get someone else in your league to really buy into that (laughs) and then watch the fact just keep fanning the flames keep fanning the flames put the seed of doubt in your opponent's mind make them do something stupid believe it or not it works more times than it should (laughs) so um do that just start to put some information out there also and so it's got the whole questionable tag or doesn't look like they're gonna go this week you know cast doubt in their minds you never know they might make the change the lineup might not get time to set the lineup on sunday these sorts of things happen just give it a spin you've got nothing to lose uh number nine interact with us um and others for ideas groupthink is kind of the best way to to do this so share lineups on twitter um tag us in them we can retweet them help you get a group discussion on on those send us emails send us um dms with lineups you know we can try and help as as much as we can for the ones that we see and the ones we can respond to we do sometimes get a lot of requests and sometimes takes a bit long to to get back to them um so that's really important um but use groupthink uh use us use others build a community um share those lines saying hey look how do i get through this week uh what are you thinking i'm thinking about doing something really crazy here am i mad do i think it works share the information see what other information people have Information gathering, have all the pieces of the puzzle to make that informed decision is really important. The last one, I've said this so many times and people still don't do it and it's crazy, um, but number 10 is follow the beat reporters. Be the first person with the info you've got to this is the time now that you need to outwork the remaining people in your league if you're desperate to get in so you need to follow beat reporters you need to be the first one with the breaking news alerts you need to be the first one that can make a quick ad drop claim when nobody else has seen the news that you know if you look at yesterday if that had been wednesday and you were in a league where free agency cleared you had to be the one to be picking up gus edwards these are the sorts of things and advantages so following those beat writers Um, And being on top of it is a really, really good way and smart way of outworking your opponents, outworking the league. Get those waiver claims in, really make it difficult and give yourself all the pieces and all the chances to make the playoffs. That's the key. So there you go. 10 steps to help you make the playoffs. These have worked for me for years, Um, whenever clutches come to it. And at this point in the season, I need to win one of two or two of two to get in these t- these tactics have all worked in some way in some capacity so i pass them on to you i hope you find them useful i hope that you really benefit from them and you get into your playoffs and share the success stories please do because the more people that talk about these sorts of things and share them the more people will you know will not just buy into what we do but it just makes for a more fancy be- you know better discussion with fantasy football it helps us out it's a way of paying it forward. And I know most people will go, well, I don't want to share this. This stuff is gold. I appreciate that. And I appreciate it more than most. And I've got a few tips and tricks that I can share with you privately that might help um, give private coaching. If you're prepared to share out this video um, and get us more views and get more people interested in the game of fantasy football. So um, that will do it. Ten steps to help you make the playoffs. Let us know how you get on. Share it on Twitter at 5Rush. Uh, share this video on facebook and anywhere else anywhere that's going to give you the maximum advantage but until next time rush nation keep rushing